Hi all, I welcome you to the Building Culture podcast where I invite incredibly smart people who build things whether they be engineers, entrepreneurs, programmers, hobbyists or researchers it does not matter as long as you're someone who's passionate about building things I'll find you and podcast you. Hi all I want to take a brief moment to thank you all personally for supporting this podcast on YouTube and on all major podcast platforms including Google Podcasts and Spotify the podcast mainly features interesting people in robotics artificial intelligence and entrepreneurship if you believe that the information that i'm providing might be of benefit to you or to someone you know it would be really great if you could hit the subscribe button and press the notification icon so that you can get notified on time whenever the next part is out it would literally take you a second or two to subscribe to the podcast but it would really mean a lot to me because i can grow the podcast to a level that where i can reach more people invite ever more interesting guests and have a more meaningful impact so let's begin now In today's episode we have with us the co-founder of Suits which is a TU Munich based startup that aims to solve the most complicated challenges in robotics that deal with deformable object manipulation. Since he is the co-founder of this company he has been involved in multiple different areas ranging from mechanical engineering and design to actually also hiring and recruiting people and a lot of other steps involved in the process throughout the journey. It was truly a pleasure talking to him about all the different areas of his involvement at Suits about the vision and mission of Suits about his own personal motivations and his mindset behind what inspired him and his co-founders to start a company directly after finishing their masters at Technical University of Munich in mechanical engineering so without any further ado let's welcome Tim Dirks Uh okay Tim so let's start with uh, what the starting point for suits was what's your story of uh founding suits how did you begin with it can you elaborate on that a bit Mhm Yeah sure um first of all thanks for for having me on your podcast so yeah I'm 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 curious how the next uh 1 to 2 hours are going to play out so um yeah when when you let's say look at the story of suits it, you could say it starts very early cuz um yeah the three of us who who founded the company have known each other since 2012 like first semester mechanical engineering uh class here in munich and um yeah we've always been friends ever since so so that's basically where i would say the the initial starting point was like uh that's that's probably without those two uh friends and and now my my co-founders this this would not have been possible um let's say the more concrete starting point is probably sometime in in October 2017 um so so here in Munich I, li- I used to live in uh, Studentenstadt uh which is like uh like arrangement of lots of student dorms like 3000 uh, dorm rooms and um 
Uh, yeah, there Alex and I used to have the occasional beer, let's say, uh, in the evenings and, I don't know, talk about many different things. And it somehow came to the point that we uh, we started talking about manufacturing of, of clothing. And uh, Alex was like, yeah, did you know that T-shirts are all made by hand, basically? And I was like, oh, no, come on. Like, everyone has so many of those. That that's insane. That's probably automated. And and yeah, from that conversation on, uh, we kind of uh, yeah went on about this topic for longer and longer periods of time. And we're like, yeah, well, this is really not the case. Like everyone has these in their in their closet, and um, they're all made by hand. And and so. Since, since we both have a background in, let's say, mechanical engineering, specifically in the area of technical textiles and, and carbon composites, um, we, yeah, we kind of spun the idea further and, and came up with, with the initial founding idea of Suits, I think somewhere in, in February 2018 or so when we were skiing and we thought like, well, the, the vision behind the company has to be to, let's say, solve the most difficult problem in, um, in sort of, yeah, textile manufacturing, textile handling. And so we came up with the name suits, which, which means to, to sew uh, a suit basically. And we thought, okay, so, uh, this must certainly be the goal, right? Uh, if this this problem is solved, then then the whole thing, um, the whole thing is done. Then we can pack up and be ready, kind of. Yeah. Uh, so the, so the idea was that you were trying to uh, solve the most challenging problem that would be in the area of robotics. So there are actually two aspects of this, right? One is about uh, selecting textiles uh, or, uh, you know, fabric uh, as an area in which you wanted to do it. And, and the other part is about doing a startup. So let's first talk about uh, uh, about the fabric area, how you actually came uh, about, you know, deciding it. So you, you mentioned that you talked with uh, your co-founders Alex uh, and and Till also probably at that point about the possibility of fabrics and that you were surprised by the fact that they are not fully uh, automated. So how how did that uh, actually eventually lead to something concrete that you would actually want to do a startup in in this particular area? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so. Um... In, in the end of our bachelor's degree, um, we, we were able to uh, make some choices regarding our uh, different subjects, let's say. And so um, one was, let's say, the, the basic course at the chair of carbon composites. And it's the first time ever we got to know about, let's say, easily deformable materials from an uh, academic point of view, kind of. And then... Uh, obviously, there's planes and there's there's um, wind turbines and and all sorts of different areas, but it never kind of touched on the on the apparel or let's say clothing side of it. And so um, the 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 general uh, complexity of the topic was just very very interesting um, uh, to to especially Alex and me. 
And so um, we both wrote our bachelor thesis at that chair and um, then our semester thesis, which we, which we also have to write kind of similar to a bachelor's thesis in the master's then um, also at the chair. And yeah, then uh, it's been quite the focus area, let's say. So then you, you get to know about all those difficult problems in, in the realm of textile. So it was a, let's say, pre-focus um, towards that, uh, yeah, technology or let's say that, that, that sorts of problems. And so Alex was always drawn a bit more towards the, let's say the fluid and, the um, simulation part of it. And for me, it was more about the prototyping and uh, let's say tinkering. And yeah, that's, that's somewhat what led us to, uh, yeah, pursue, let's say, different, different areas uh, here. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it actually started with uh, you selecting a thesis topic. So you and Alex actually selecting your thesis topic in the area of uh, textiles. And then slowly and slowly you, you took up, uh, you know, in, in your uh, masters as well and, and other topics similar to these. So you kind of had really good understanding of uh, textiles at that point and then eventually when did uh, when did the uh, uh, third co-founder till also joined you uh, at, at what point did he join you yeah yeah so um, let's say that was actually still quite early so uh, we must have been somewhere in March 2018 something like that um so we had let's say the initial idea so the vision uh ready and and um we were thinking about okay how how can you uh how could you build a product in that area um like which was really really abstract and um so so we we kind of asked till if he was interested as well at that time he was uh eventually gonna look at uh let's say uh yeah career in the automotive field and we talked to him about like our our idea and vision and it became clear pretty quickly that he he thought it was a pretty pretty awesome thing to pursue eventually and and so um yeah we we, we had known him uh for like so many years already then and and like for till uh, Till has this amazing, uh, let's say, skill that, like, whichever problem you pose him, he will come up with a solution. Like, I think I have never seen anything he cannot, let's say, come up with a, a good I idea for. And um, so that was basically, yeah, beginning of 2018. And uh, we were not quite sure how to tackle the the problem. So first, like, as engineers, you tend to, like be like, okay, let's just focus on the technology right away. And um, we did that for about a week or a week and a half. And, and then I was like, yeah, this, this does not make sense. Like we will, we will, we have to look at it more holistically. And so we got uh, a bit of advice from um, the, the founding initiative at, at, at TUM. We, we talked to Unternehmer TUM and got some advice on how to uh yeah let's say transform our idea into into the possibility of a company and and actually join the boot camp there 
for two to three days. It's it's called Explore Bootcamp for Scientists. It was really eye-opening, actually, because it was three days straight where you and other founders or, or potential founders talked about ideas you had and how you could build a company out of that. And there, there was this session where um, we had a fairly long brainstorm about different markets that that could be tackled and uh yeah this this sort of led us to to see that okay maybe to achieve the vision we do not have to start with it but we can go for another market uh before that and then really um yeah in a way uh, uh start off with easier problems to solve to to further go towards that direction right and um yeah, right after that, I think we started all three, our master thesis also at the chair of carbon composites, all uh, with a topic in mind for, let's say, solving the first big problems for for our to be found company. And yeah, that's, that's I guess, when we were all 100% committed and, and it started. So the, the three founders actually were tremendously involved in textile area and uh, you did your master's thesis, all of you in different areas uh, involving uh, fabrics. So uh, one particular uh, aspect that uh, you could also consider was, you know, going for a PhD in those particular areas, since you were primarily inspired by, let's say, the technical challenge of solving uh, the, the technical, uh, you know, problem uh, uh, and the challenge of it. So uh, we'll talk about uh, your why and personal motivations behind, you know, choosing to build a startup rather than going for a PhD in the last part of this uh, conversation. But uh, now let's... Uh, talk about how have you evolved over the past uh, two, two and a half years or three years of uh, working at Suits, founding your own company and uh, doing the thing that you, you were planning to do for uh, quite some time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, I think... Uh... I couldn't even like when you asked me like this, I could not even say where I, where I stood like two to three years ago, exactly uh, personality wise. I just know that it's been like a huge, like uh, stream of uh, evolution. So it's, um, I'm pretty sure at that point I was, I was in a, in a place where I thought, okay, I, I know what I can do. And there's certain areas which I have not had any say contact points with, and I'm not so sure, like, can this be done or not, or, or can we reach that goal or whatever? And like, certainly one of the biggest transformations that has happened over that period of time was that, um, with every new problem you encounter kind of um you are yeah you're sort of met with the let's say impossibility of let's say uh failing you just like yeah i just have to solve it like in one way or the other and 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 you you do that with the first problem and uh, somewhat works out and then you do that with a second one and then you're like hey like it seems like you can you can do almost anything after a while and uh that's that's like really um 
that's really motivating. Like when you see, okay, like all these things I, I thought I was not able to do previously, maybe um, you see yourself slowly working towards those and, and getting better and better. And eventually you can just look at something and that you, that you have no clue about and make a good estimation of like, yeah, could I, could I solve this or, or how long would it take me to solve this? And, yeah, that's that's I think one of the biggest developments right there. I think since since the problem uh, that you're tackling at Suits is uh, such a novel problem that you know you're targeting uh, a, an unsolved problem essentially. So you have to be open-minded and creative because generally what one would do is you know refer to the existing solutions, existing research papers and stuff. But with a problem like that, you have to kind of come up with new ways. So I think in that sense uh, you you probably evolved that yeah if i can solve a, a, an unsolved problem and i can you know think of new solutions then i can probably solve um, a lot of other different things as well yeah yeah no for sure i think i think also that's like it takes a long it took a long time to realize this but i think this is what you what you learn in your bachelor's in many engineering studies is basically just to, let's say, get back up because first few semesters of engineering, you're usually hit with problems you do not understand. And once you have understood them, there's a new set of problems that you got to work on. And so like this getting back up on your horse and uh, continuing, that's, yeah, that's, I guess, something uh, that I realized and that, that, that I have learned. And, um, something something else i have also learned which was really valuable is um the the importance of uh let's say talking with people and learning from other people compared to like research or whatever um because like uh, let's say initially looking at at some of the problems uh, or let's say looking for solutions of some of my problems online uh took quite a while and yeah you were not so sure let's say what um yeah what you what you really got out of it and if you had the right solution yet and um like going to fairs or talking to other founders talking to experts in different areas for certain sensors for certain let's say parts that was uh like so much denser knowledge kind of in a way. So um, one example is the, the Automatica fair here in Munich. So uh, I, I prepared for that sometime, I think 2019, uh, looking for, or, or, or even 2018, looking for, let's say, um, answers to my questions regarding certain areas of computer vision and camera technology and like, what the one week of research I did before the fair was nothing compared to the one day I spent there, like talking to so many people, having in the end so many uh, like phone numbers that that I could call and let's say have a more detailed conversation about things. So it really got me uh, got me motivated to say, hey, why why should I always go the hard way and say, okay, I can I can figure this out by doing research online. No, that's I can, but it will take forever. Why not just ask for something? It's not a problem to to not know. It's not a a flaw. It's more like a a skill to get help when when you need it. So yeah. 
you you realize that uh, rather than always trying to find the solution yourself you could probably talk to other people and get to know different perspectives and also if it has been already an aspect of the problem is already solved you can probably just uh, you know learn from another person and implement it directly rather than you know going through the process of uh, brainstorming or ideating or or problem solving on your own yeah mo- most definitely so th- i think that's actually the biggest difference between uh having like a startup and doing research like when you do research you you tr- you have to find something that no one no one other than you knows yet and when you have a startup you need to combine lots of let's say findings from from different people and and from research into into a product or or a service or something like that and therefore it's it's not practical to try to solve everything yourself that's that's in the end going to kill your company if you try that uh, if you were to choose again would you go for a phd or would you still be you know uh, doing a startup no i i definitely made the right choice here so um maybe sometime in the future uh because the phd has also like many many really awesome let's say challenges and 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 ways of learning but i think founding a startup has been like the best choice ever and i don't think i could have let's say um learned in such a let's say wide variety of of areas um compared to a phd yeah yeah and initially probably you were uh, doing everything right you were also involved in hiring you were interviewing people so what are the areas that you were you know uh, involved in simultaneously especially during the very early phases mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so in the in the super early phases um you kind of like everyone is you're you're just the three of you and uh you're kind of unsure what you're all doing so it's like as i said you you built this let's say kind of trust in yourself that you're going to go the right direction in a way and so you do these m- many things all together uh especially like uh, yeah let's say registering for a company or uh things like that they're very very uh tedious if you have never done them before so um maybe to start off like it it took like more than half a year probably so that we like until we um would figure out which which areas we would go to so in the beginning it basically was we all sit in the same room something comes up you just talk across the table i say like hey i'll do that or can you do that and therefore it was like all scrambled up so there was like no order at all at at who does what and and over time we we got to be like a little bit more uh in in our area so so i stay true to the to the let's say mechanical uh part so so Uh, hardware development and and testing and prototyping with let's say a slight deviation in my master's thesis where i tried uh tried computer vision um then yeah obviously something that was really important to me especially was like 
doing the HR part because I had no idea about HR actually, but I knew <laughs> that was the closest thing involving people. So, and that's been like a very deep belief of mine since since a long time um, that people are one of the most important things of of a company and and so so that's that's the part that i tackled but i also i don't know i like our brand our our brand i registered that and i uh, yeah i went to fairs and it, it's really anything like like really really anything um and you gotta basically come up with the solution to to any problem and uh yeah, if you have no idea about something, you do a five-minute crash course for yourself, googling it, and then hope that you're doing best. So, I can imagine in, in the initial phases where, like, the three of you are probably sitting in one room and trying to just, you know, uh, get the work done. You know, uh, whichever is urgent, and you you kind of you know uh, negotiate together and and do it in that way. And comparing that with the status right now, right now. Like uh, Suits has grown to, I think, more than uh, 25 people or how, how many are, are there right now. And it, it's way more ordered right now as well. Uh, Scrum is implemented. So I can see like uh, there's a lot of uh, systematic, uh, you know, operation of, of the whole company. So uh, how, how long uh, did it take to actually realize that we really need to structure it and we can't go with this uh, total spontaneous way of, of dealing with problems. Yeah. So, um, I, I think we're not, we're, we're 19 people right now. Um, and yeah, it was very, very important that we have some, uh, processes in place. Uh, also now, otherwise we would be in, in total chaos, let's say. So I think, <laughs> the the most important thing from from the beginning uh, on was that we were more clear on dividing up let's say areas sort of so um for a very long time we all still did investor relations in a sense and then let's say when it all got too much alex took over that area and uh, i um gave away the, the computer vision from my um, master thesis to, to Till. And um, so then we had this kind of neat separation, which was like, okay, uh, Alex does investor relations and most of the business, Till does software, I do hardware. And, and Till and I also do some of the business part, whichever is, let's say, then applicable at that point. And yeah, like the... I think the critical part for a startup is not where you need to be at a certain point, but how you get there. So it's constant transformation. So from three to 10 people, you need to make changes. Then from 10 to almost 20 people, you need to make more changes. And I'm certain this will go on until we have reached, I don't know, like a very, very big size. So you, you got to be prepared to basically while while your organization is running, you got to transform it all the time um, in a way. And um, I think most critical is that uh, 
you give people uh, that that start coming um, to to suits that you you give them uh, let's say value that you that you show them that they're important and that they can contribute to something and that their work is valued and will be used in a way and also to um, to link that with responsibility saying hey this is like you you kind of own this part now or this part of of, of the product or, or the company and uh, if you don't get it done no one will get it done so be sure to do your best and I think uh, yeah organizing this well is is not trivial um, but it's it's what people are looking for also like people come to a startup because they're looking for purpose they're looking for responsibility for something to grow on and for a challenge in a way and um, like being able to provide this while still having everything let's say fairly structured and non-chaotic I think that's the uh, that's the true uh, important thing yeah the biggest challenge let's say yeah not saying that we do this perfectly, but <laughs> I I think we've come a long way um, and learned a ton. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I mean, uh, that's probably, yeah, that's definitely the reason why people come to startups, right? Because uh, you would be able to have a greater impact because your work would, you, uh, your work would really reflect in the end product, right? And so you have a direct sense of responsibility. So uh, you also mentioned that uh, you did your master's thesis for a change to, you know, uh, try computer vision and uh, but you eventually then stuck with uh, hardware and me mechanical engineering. So uh, what is it about mechanical engineering that you actually stuck with it? Uh, and you, your bachelor's was also in mechanical engineering, right? So you have been associated with that. So uh going to the initial phase when you were probably making a decision of uh, which area you want to do your bachelor's in and and coming back till now like uh what has made you stuck with mechanical engineering for so long and why did you choose this particular field yeah 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 i i i will start with the with the thesis part cuz that's actually uh let's say quite a funny bit so um i thought let's say back then when i started my thesis that okay i have a fairly good understanding of let's say the mechanics uh or or the mechanisms behind um easily deformable so i have some experience in um in prototyping and testing and so uh, let's move more towards the software side of things let's go towards the computer vision part so it's like like truly novel to that, like no clue whatsoever about it. And then uh, I I picked a very ambitious thesis topic about uh, extracting um, seams from from uh, uh, yeah towels in 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 uh, with a vision uh, system. And so that was yeah in into in three D. You have to say so that was like a big step initially and. Uh, in the beginning, I scrambled a lot and it was like a huge hassle to do that. And it, it kind of showed me that like I can get into that field and that I can 
um, understand it and, and work with it. But when I looked at like other people and how, how they did in, in similar problems was just, uh, frustrating. So I came from the mechanical engineering part was like fairly easy for me to quickly solve problems and understand how things work and, and come up with really, really good solutions. And in that area, it took me like longer, two times, three times longer. And also comparing to others, it took forever. So that was the biggest learning for me, kind of that, okay, I I might be able to learn that, but like, who do I really help with when I struggle so much and like uh, someone else uh, around me can do it like three times faster while they're not being able to, to solve mechanical problems that fast. So uh, it was kind of resorting back to like seeing my strengths and uh, realizing that um, I want to, let's say, keep the technical part in that area and uh, leave the coding to someone who's quicker than that and, and give maybe creative input ideas. Um, and uh, most funnily, actually, so so after I have solved uh, the problem of finding seams in 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 terry cloth in, in in towels in my thesis, I think four to eight weeks later, our machine learning system that that Till had written was like good enough to get better results than than what I have gotten with classical computer vision. So yeah, that that also kind of shows. Okay, maybe go go back to the initials. Um, and now to, let's say, resort back to, to the second part of your question, um, why have I started with mechanical engineering initially? So, um, to me, it was always, I've, I've always been a tinkerer. Like I always had to have something in my hand. Like my, my mom would even like, uh, when I was younger, like clear the whole table of things like far away from me. So I could not just fiddle with something in my hand and I like the, the, the sense of touch and like, yeah, being able to hold something and interact with it. That's been always there for me. And I, I never really knew what, what to do about it. So I, I was, was building small things, experimenting, like blowing stuff up in, in our backyard when I was younger. So, uh, and then, um, I, when I was 16, I had an exchange year in the US, uh, went to a really, really awesome family in, uh, in Utah. And they were both, uh, engineers. Um, one was like my, my host father was, uh, electrical engineer and my host mom was a aerospace engineer. And they kind of like pointed me towards that direction of mechanical engineering when they saw like me taking apart stuff and so on. And, uh, that was, I think the initial, uh, let's say, um, knock I got. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of a, a spark that I, I, I felt that this is the right thing for me to pursue and, and go for and study for, and gave me kind of a, a direction to, yeah, to apply. And, and that's why I started the degree and I have. I think I have never regretted it. I know many people who have, let's say, uh, started with a degree and then pivoted either a little bit or a lot. But for me, 
like it was the very right thing to do and it it took until my master thesis uh pivot to to see yeah it's it's still the right thing for me to to work on so yeah. Yeah. I think like uh, you say it very easily now but I think it must have been a bit difficult to take the decision uh, after you did your master's thesis let's say in computer vision as well because generally like uh, it's machine learning and and stuff is also kind of uh, the popular thing to do right because it it's everywhere it's in demand as well but uh, it, you you still had like the faith that you know you are really good with mechanical engineering and you want to stick with that so focusing on your your strengths and eventually also like uh, the computer vision experience did help you with uh, you know the understanding uh, uh, the whole you know suits pipeline and getting involved in it as well so win win i would say most definitely yeah no i i must actually say i i think it it makes a lot of sense to to know like to figure out what you're good at and and then uh try to pursue that rather than let's say only only looking at at trends in a way and also thinking about okay uh let's say other areas of engineering they will not uh die out because of machine learning but they they will need like to become a lot better at let's say pursuing problems that's like when when you look at startups nowadays who who pursue machine learning especially in the area of of vision then usually there's a uh, detection that you can do but then like eventually you have to get uh in, into uh, contact with some material right you you have to uh, pick something grasp something but if this is a very complex task and uh not really yeah not really only possible with software you 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 eventually have the 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 problem that you have to touch something and if if there's no expertise in your company about that then um either you stay solving let's say uh only certain problems that's that you can you can solve with current actuation and sensing methods um or yeah you i don't know you you kind of uh lose lose contact to to newer um areas and actually this kind of expertise would also like understanding the dynamics of how let's say cloth is uh moving or or when you're you're trying to grasp how how the cloth is uh changing its its state so to say is also essential if you're uh, trying to build a simulation so this expertise is i mean inevitable uh for a company that's dealing with fabric manipulation in essence so uh, i think yeah that's uh, a very important uh, part which cannot be ignored right uh, grasping without grasping i mean no amount of computer vision you do would uh, be enough so uh now let's move to uh, the second part where we'll uh, where we'll talk about suits suits vision and uh, more uh, technical stuff that is going on at suits so to begin with let's uh, uh, can you elaborate briefly of what suits does uh what its uh, maybe customers are and in which area which market it's uh, uh, it's focused on currently
Hey guys, I really hope that you enjoyed this particular conversation and it helped you in some way, shape or form. If it did, make sure to hit the subscribe button and the notification icon or the bell icon so that you can get notified on time whenever the next part is out. Also, it would be really great if you could give me your feedback in the comments below. That would really help me improve. I'm uploading small clips of the long podcasts on a regular basis on platforms like LinkedIn, Facebook and Instagram. So make sure to follow me on these platforms if you're someone who cannot take out time for the long episodes. The podcasts are also available on all major podcast platforms including Spotify and Google Podcasts.